seconds to go. Jaron dribbles into the front court, drives to the bucket, his shot, no good, put back up and in by Trayvon Scott. Cincinnati by one, Rose from half court, his yeah! shot is no good. John... The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg, it is on its way, it is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship. Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Pearl. Looking for a block, and he got it up on the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! What a skipper! Called his own number and streaks for 23 for a touchdown for Cincinnati. Welcome back! It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. As always, I'm your host, Aaron Smith. And tonight, I'm joined only by our producer, Ed Mayhall. Producer extraordinaire. I'm fired up. Best producer in the city. Yeah. When City Beat has that category, I'm in it. For sure. Maybe. Maybe. We'll do it right in. I feel like there's some other people who might try and, and jump you, like Jeff F F F F F Carr. Well, just because he works in a professional studio? That's correct, yes. This is an Ed production. You got to see what I do here. Like, He we, also produces a daily podcast. I almost wasn't able to record our audio tonight because I have no idea what happened with my settings. Like, I overcome adversity every How does week. this happen every week? Because <laughs> every say. Because every week I have to change the settings so I can listen back and edit the show. And then sometimes I want to play video games. And then sometimes I want to, you know, just watch YouTube videos. So, Unreal. Yeah, well, I mean, overcoming adversity. Adver- adverse, adver- Dang on it. Overcoming adversity. I think I had a little stroke there. I think you did. Anniversary slipped out there even. I Not until July. Goodness. So... I think yeah. <laughs> the Reds are playing right now. looks like they may uh, drop this one. Uh, I don't know. There's still three outs to, to try and, and come back these two runs. So we'll see. But uh, what have your thoughts been on the Reds here as they've been, you know, just kind of a lot of up and down Castillon or, or Castillo finally got his swag back tonight. Uh, he did give up a three run shot, but he also struck out, you know, I think like eight of his first nine batters. And I think he had 10 by the, by the fourth inning even. Okay. So they, they've been just, a, it's been a roller coaster. That, that's what I was going to say. What is it that uh, Anchorman says? I'm going to, I'm going to glass bowl of emotions. Case, a glass, glass case, case as he's in a phone booth. I tried really hard to quote it. It didn't work, but that's how it is. Like all season, just up and down, up and down. Just when you think they're getting on the path again, then they start losing again. It's like, but they do this to us every year, so I don't know what I expected. You're right. Same thing happened last year. Beginning of the season, weren't playing too good. Then got on a hot streak, go into the playoffs, and just get blown out. You know, when you have a Cy well, Young pitcher on your team. <laughs> and right now they are standing at 19 and 20, which is good enough for fourth place in the division. However, we are only three games out of first place, and it is still very early as there's only been, you know, f- Roughly after tonight, it'll be 40 games uh, of the season, which is 
really only a, a quarter of your season, and we're still in the in the thick of things. So, unlike the you know the even the I mean even the Pirates are still in the thick of things. The only only team I'm looking at that's really bottomed out in the National League, as far as their uh, their division standings go, is Colorado. But even Colorado is only uh, roughly what four games behind us, and even they beat us in two games. So they did. So it's it's a it's a weird season. It's uh, it's been a weird spring in general. the The weather's been super strange. Have the cicadas started to emerge out I've on the east side? I've seen a post about them, but I haven't seen any myself or heard any myself. So I but I heard over here on the east side we're not going to get as bad as the west side. So that's good. Well, downtown, I haven't heard anything over, you know, the, well, yeah, yeah. The, well, the filming of Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fast that's and Furious in the background. Freaking yeah. Brian's back. And this, that's the other thing is, you know, I'm an emotional guy. And Nick keeps bringing me back. Like, I keep wanting to be like, okay, I'm done with this team. And then Nick goes out there and just does something like the other night when he brought the fan on for the post-game interview. He has to be one of my favorite players right now. Like, let's build him the statue. <laughs> you can't just keep building everyone a statue. I That's the only statue I've called for so far. I feel like you, you've called for Luke Fickle's statue as well. I you think I have called for a Luke Fickle statue, but... Uh, Aaron, there are no trees downtown. That's why you're not hearing cicadas. Uh, it's <laughs> and this man would know. I I do understand that. I just I thought that the city would be teeming with them by now. What, what land is there for them to come out of, Aaron? Like they have to come out of the ground, which I might not get any because I have a bunch. I have moles in my front yard this year, which is new for me. And I hear the moles eat the cicadas, so it's perfect timing. There you go. But my grass has never looked better. So uh, that's I mean, that's all well and good. I don't, it's really hard to transition with some of the things that you say, man. But uh, welcome back yeah, to the so, old days. So, right, man. So Jeff isn't with us because he did get called into work on uh, some emergency work here, but. Uh, well, I mean, what do you think the Reds need to do in order to build on what they've done? You know, because generally speaking, we're usually coming from way back behind 500 or like this early on. And right now, you know, sitting at right around 500, although we did end up losing. Um, so now we're, we're two games under 500. What, what do you think that we need to do right now to try and get to where, you know, obviously the fans want them to be? Right. I don't think hitting is an issue. I think it goes back to pitching again this year. I think we needed some quality starts and then some saves. Like we've talked about Amir Garrett. He finally came back from his five-game his five game, uh, suspension. Uh, but let's uh, he started to heat up a little bit before that f- suspension. Did he cool down again? Well, I guess we'll have to find out about that. Um, no, he came back and pitched immediately and, and had one inning last night. I think it was last night. Did he have an inning uh, last night? Yeah. Well, then, that, I mean – Okay, good. Let's hope he doesn't decline. Let's hope he doesn't go back to what was before the suspension. Um, sure. Which, which is also whatever. Um, A lame suspension? How do you let the man hop over? The, right? The rule is if you're going to get if the suspension is 
at least the reason what we've gotten suspensions for are uh, creating a super spreader event. Is that what it was? And you're, you're going to let this man just jump over a wall and come after the pitcher, but we get suspended five games. I mean, somebody slept with somebody's wife over at the MLB offices and they are really taking it out on us. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like in every other sport, if you leave the bench area, you're automatically gone for at least that game, if not the following game. Yes. And here you had Baez getting mad about somebody talking a little smack. Well, he got his five. What did Baez get? I don't understand how he gets nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. One day I'm we're still gonna, surprised. One day the 30, I'm, I'm 30 still, is going to come out on ESPN and we'll all understand at that point. I'm, I'm still surprised that Cassianos didn't get in trouble, actually, for the fan saying what he said as he stands there with his arms crossed, just letting the fan talk and not he, saying anything. And Jim Day's like, oh, shit, we got to go. Like, we, this is not good for anybody <laughs> right now. You know they called an emergency meeting that next morning, sat in a conference room, read every bylaw, was like, how can we get them? How can we get them? And they didn't find one. And in a couple weeks, we're going to find out there's a new bylaw written in where if you let a fan do your post-game interview, you're suspended <laughs> for seven games. And a, and a $500 fine. It'll be something like if you if you blaspheme against the front office of the MLB in any way, shape, or form on camera – as a production of MLB, then you are fined as a as a team. I still and, can't believe Bally Sports let him do it. Like I can't believe they actually let him hand the headphone over. Didn't cut away or anything. I'm that I'm I'm down with it though. Well, I mean, when you feel like your team is just constantly being, you know, on the short end of the stick for these situations that come up, whether it be, you know, going all the way back to the Yachty Cassianos yep. and the pitcher incident at the beginning of the season or, uh, you know, Castellanos here most recently with the, the fan. We, we're, we Luckily, nothing has happened as of yet. I don't know if there I'm, – I'm sure there was a letter sent oh, yeah. or something to Castellini. And, again, if you start finding the team, we already know Castellini is Johnny Thinwallet this year. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that either. So, I don't know. It's just, it's been a strange turn of events, as it were, uh, just with the way that the MLB has responded to this Reds team. And, you know, they keep taking it on the chin and they just keep pushing. So, I don't know. I'm with you as far as, uh, as, far as pitching goes. Um, I think we have had some quality starts out of some guys like Hoffman, who maybe we, <laughs> maybe we've already squeezed as much juice as we can from that one. I don't know. Uh, you know, and obviously Castillo's got to get back to Castillo form. Yep. F- tonight was the first time that he's pitched, to my knowledge, in a uh, above 75-degree start time, which, thank God, uh, you saw his pitch was moving quite a bit more tonight. Um, I think it was uh, Sadak who said that he could even hear, like, you know, because obviously in the booth they can – here, uh, the, the ball hitting the glove. He said it just sounded like there was extra zip on his pitching tonight, which that's nothing but a good thing as far as, you know, Castillo getting back to his form. That said, you know, Sonny Gray's coming off of injury, so we should see uh, some better days of Sonny Gray 
once he gets you know tuned up. So I, I don't know. I'm with you as far as that goes. I think you're starting to see how much it hurts not having a, a team that spends money for the in the bullpen. Correct. Um, when you have you know an injury in uh, Michael Lorenzen, and you have you know Garrett out with the five games, it it was certainly a didn't go well in Colorado. No, no. And then Chad brings up another good point um, that we need a third baseman. Um, I think he was asking if if we wanted him to join the show. Oh. Jesus. I'm sorry. I came up during Red's talk. I read it quickly. I didn't take my medicine this morning either, so that's a, that's not helpful. Good God, man. No, but we need a shortstop. Yeah. Uh, shortstop's been certainly a high point of contention this week, or this, this season, rather, as you know, Suarez wasn't exactly the answer. Farmer may not really be the answer. It's been interesting it has been it's been i don't know like i said they keep bringing me back in and then they i keep going away but i don't know did i see that tucker barnhart was playing first the other day he did play first base the other night yeah uh and blandina was playing tonight so they've you know they've had farmer filling in there obviously with you know no vado where you don't expect vado to go down very often it it certainly hurts the uh the team as we we've seen with a little i mean we've had we have depth certainly yeah just not in you know some of these places where you you'd like to see it when somebody goes down you, you definitely find out how deep this team actually is yeah it's and there's not really much we can bring up from the minor leagues right now either i mean hunter green's still down there and i mean we're going to bring him up now no not yet not yet so i don't know i Maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe, but then we'll do that whole thing like just we did last year, right? Like I said earlier, where they make us hope that we're going to make a playoff run or just win a playoff game and then crush our hearts because they hold up at third. Well, uh, we do apparently have a guest who's going to be joining us. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. So keep an eye on the uh, on the lobby. All right. I don't know if it makes a little like boop sound it or does. something. Yes, it makes a pop sound. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, he did want to apparently join us. I guess tonight. he doesn't, I guess he doesn't do enough shows in a week. Well, he, I know he was on 700 today cause I'd even thought about asking him. I did too. And, actually, uh, I did too. When Jeff, when Jeff said he couldn't do it, yeah. I almost said, Hey, text Chad. But then I was like, ah, he's, he's on 700 all day talking about Luke and, and Joe. Yeah. Three hours of 700 by yourself. I don't. That'd be a hard gig, man, it just to do solo radio with. I mean, I guess he's got a producer that he can talk to with uh, Taryn, I think is his name. Yeah, Taryn. Taryn Bland. I tried to call in to Mo's show the other day. I think it was last Friday because <laughs> it was like, ask Mo anything on Friday. And uh, somebody called in. I don't, I don't remember who this guy was. I, I tweeted it earlier. But this guy. Did you listen? You listened to our podcast last night? I listened to half of it. At the end, I did mention how you were a guy who calls into radio shows all the time. Not all the time, though. I, I haven't done that in the recent, you know. Wait for him to get set up. 
<laughs> well, people are still listening, so we do still have to yeah, continue to, to talk. Say, I haven't I haven't called into a radio show in the in you know recently. Okay, let's get in. Oh, hey, Dad. Hi. What's going on? Not much. Just kind of hanging out. A little, a little slow tonight, so I feel like I, I need to, you know, do some content or something. Long time listener, my, first time caller. Yeah, long time, I, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I just feel you know, like you guys usually have three, four, five people on this thing. I figured with only two, like you might like somebody else to talk to. I'm down. Well, with that. Uh, this is Chad Brendel. Uh, he is a co-host on my other podcast, Bearcat Bounce Podcast. I'm just a producer. <laughs> Just a guy with a with a website. Just a guy, with, a guy a website with a website and possibly a food review blog. We're getting there. We're getting there. I went out and bought some equipment yesterday. Nice. Uh, the little one is excited. So uh, the, 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 my 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 ten year old daughter is going to be my co host on the, uh, the 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 food vlog. So it's getting there. Well, he uh, he does run www.bearcatjournal.com. So, Chad, thank you for joining the show. We do appreciate it. Uh, I know you did three hours with 700 WLW earlier today. So 1530. Had, oh, was, was it 1530? Yeah, 1530. I, I had thought about even asking you if you wanted to join us tonight when we found out that Jeff wasn't able to. But I was like, he did three hours of radio today. Although you got to hang out with your buddy Luke Fickle for a little while on the on the show. So. That, was, that was good stuff. I mean... To to have the the relationship I do with Luke is pretty cool. That that we can we can get him on and he'll pop in and and do little segments like that with us. Like it, it doesn't get much better than that because he's the most down to like I've been doing this for twenty five years. I started at Marshall in nineteen ninety five. Twenty six years, whatever. Marshall. Like, thank you. That was that was a big win last night. Absolutely. Um, he's the most down to earth, like normal human being that I've ever met in like the sports world. I, I always compare it to this and it's the simplest thing. Like he's like, when you think of like your family's 4th of July barbecue and that one uncle that you like really look forward to hanging out with and like having beers with like that's Luke fickle. Just want to hang out with him and like shoot the shit and, and have a good time. And he, he's always good for that. So it's uh it was, it was a great, it's like 17 minutes. It was a great talk today uh, with you, Luke. And did you end up asking what? him about his barn? Yes, he did. I did. He didn't. He didn't get too detailed on it, but I I can't imagine how awesome that thing is going to be. Now, if we're reading between the tea leaves here, though, that's got to mean he's sticking around for some time. That's that exactly can't be a cheap investment to make, and I would think that it's customized specifically for his needs. His needs are hosting official visits at his house. Oh, all right. Like that is his needs. Like he said that on the on the radio interview. Like we we are building this thing for recruiting, so that when he has official visitors over to his house, like apparently, like Brady Brady Collins, who's our uh, who's our every other week guest on the BBP. So there's like a basketball court and like ping pong and like you name it. I can't imagine what this barn is going to be like. I can't wait to see pictures of this thing. The Bearcat Funhouse. Yeah, yeah, like, it, like it, it, knowing him and just like the way his mind operates, like this thing is going to be phenomenal. I can't, I can't wait to see it. I hope it's swagged out in Bearcat oh, logos everywhere too. No, it's going to be swagged out. Which 
Love it. Love Derek it. Had on the on the on the court on the basketball court there. Absolutely. Just in not the, the cartoon Bearcat, because I've heard Luke is not a fan of the cartoon. No, oh, all right then. The one that they put on the the patches that everybody yeah. hated. Mm-hmm. I don't think Luke likes that one. So it'll probably be uh the 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 standard Bearcat. Like the although throw- if it was like the dunking Bearcat, the throwback. Yeah, yeah. Dunking Bearcat. That would be that would be dope. That's what. Well, I and mean. obviously Wes Wes is you know embrace that Bearcat with open arms as that's yeah. the the blinking Bearcat logo now. So that's been. A wild ride as well. How hilarious was that? The situation with Wes last night. It was a great recovery, though. The take two was an excellent recovery. So you know that was <laughs> that was me. Like that that <laughs> so he called me thirty seconds after he posted the dancing bear cat because his Twitter started to blow up, and he's like, "What did I do wrong?" And I was <laughs> publishing the bounce, so I hadn't seen it. Like as like as it was happening, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, check Twitter. So I checked Twitter, and there's Wes Miller with the dancing bearcat. I was like, oh no, you didn't. You gotta take that down. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what did I do? And I'm like, that's that's what the old staff used for a commitment. He's like, ah. <laughs> so then you know we're we're talking about it and trying to find uh, a new one for him to post. And he's like, I I have to at least like this is how much I love Wes. He's like, I got to at least make fun of myself, like, because I screwed up. Like the humility, like that's the thing. Like, there's no ego with with him that I've that I've found in in almost five weeks. There's no ego with Luke. Like, they're they're not afraid to make fun of themselves. And in like the college coaching world, that is so rare because those guys are wound so tight, like wound so tight. And I think we could we saw a little bit of that when uh, he was first announced, and his ex wife was posting things about when he said that he's uh, he's yeah. he's a single man, so he's married to the game, <laughs> and she she started posting things, and he didn't get upset about it. Yeah. I think they were back and forth, yeah. and so you got to love that. Yeah, I mean it's it, it it's a guy that that gets it, and and that's really from my perspective, like for what we do, um, it's so fun to have people that aren't like wound too tight. We're in the we're like you know we're like this any other pot we're in the content game. Mm-hmm. The the best thing for the content game are people with some humility, some people that have the ability to like poke some fun at themselves and not take themselves too seriously. And right now with these two guys, man, it, it's going to be a fun ride here for hopefully for a while in Cincinnati. So while we have you here and we're talking about the Bearcats. Was there? I, look, I'm I'm open to talk Reds and Bengals too. I don't right. have to just talk and, Bearcats. And I do want to tie a bow on the Reds now that we have you here. But I, I want to still discuss while it's here at the front of my mind. You know how I forget things, yeah, or his internet might cut out. Yeah, it's true. Uh, is there any word on Victor Lockin? As there were some rumors floated around today on Twitter that uh, he is here to stay. He'll be back from Russia like June first. Okay. He left. Basically, he met with West Miller the the day West Miller got to town, and then that next day, because like that, you know, once the semester ends, which is right at the end of the month, right at the end of April, those guys are free for like three or four weeks. So he scheduled a trip back to Russia, and that was that was before anything had ever happened. Um. He gets back right, I think, right around June first. Um, I know him and Wes have been in contact, like, I, but I think it's the thing is with with Vic, 
you need to know how healthy he is. You need to know like what the situation is with his knee. Where is he at going forward? Now, Wes is going to have a, you know, a, a good deal of that information from the medical staff. Um, but I, I, I don't know that I would guarantee anything right now until he gets back to town. I, I don't know how you can. Um, I hope Vic stays around because if he's healthy, I think long term he can be a really important piece of this roster. Well, and I would he's think athletic. He- he's long. He can shoot. Like he can be an important piece if things are, are, are check out with his knee. I would think that, especially playing alongside a guy like Koval, that they would be relatively similar skill sets anyway, as far um, as being able to hit the outside shot, being a long, a long guy down low like that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. For I mean, good lord, you make it easy sometimes. <laughs> it's true. What, what we what we don't know with Vic, like he doesn't have the reputation as like a, a big time shot blocker. Where Koval has blocked three hundred, it was like three hundred and fifty shots in his career. So that is a guy with 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 four years of hot of college basketball experience that has blocked more shots in his career than Kenyon Martin blocked at Cincinnati. Well, now, you know, the, we the, don't, the, the level of competition is not the same, but we, we've not I seen Lock and do anything, though, outside of just practicing shooting things. drills <laughs> on campus. Yeah, but the coaches have. Wes sure. scouted him in, in, in Europe during the, the FIBA events. Um, I, I know Sean Dwyer was, was really, really, really impressed with, with him. That's why he's, he ended up at Cincinnati, is Sean Dwyer's work on the recruiting trail. But I'm just saying he does not have that reputation coming in as a guy that blocks a lot of shots. Okay. Now, that's not to mean he's not going to be a shot blocker, but generally the guys that have that, like, natural shot blocking instinct, you know, those got you know that fairly early because that's one of those things that's not a a learned skill. That is, that is something that's very specific. It, like, you either have the ability – and the timing, timing and the natural instinct to know how to do that, or you don't. Um, so that's not to say Vic can't become a good a good shot blocker in his time here. Uh, it's just to say that he's known more for his skill. Uh, he's a really good athlete. Like I know, you know, I, I heard a lot as he was coming back. Um, he was allowed to do some stuff. He wasn't cleared. He never got cleared for full contact during last season. But he would win like the. The well, see what I'm doing to myself right now. This is this take. This is taking. This is taking me to a bad place. He would win the sprints when the team would run sprints. That has become a point of contention. Yep. (laughs) But well, of course he was cleared for sprints though. I didn't realize I was taking us there until we were already there. Like, of we, course, he was cleared for sprint. Everyone is cleared for sprints, right. no matter what. Everyone. It was. It, it's coaches. like it's like the old days when you had the 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 map quest. Yeah. And you'd put in you'd put in somewhere and you'd pull in to a, the middle of a field. And it would be like you are at your destination. That's what just happened to me. Are we talking about the printed out version though, where you can't yeah, change yeah, it? Absolutely. Right. You can't change it. No. You are just at your destination in the middle of a cow field. That's where I that's where I just took things. And I realized it it's like, you know, it, it, MapQuest, same thing. You're like, well, maybe, maybe 
something I'm missing. And then you you pull up and there's the parking lot and there's the empty field. And you're like, Oops, and that's, that's that's exactly we've how landed, I exactly how I felt empty like field two minutes ago. Exactly how I felt. <laughs> Saw it as I was going there. I'm like, well, here we yeah. are. That that <laughs> happened. <laughs> yep. So, I, like I said, I, do, I did want to tie a, a bow back yeah. on the red. So, you've watched, I think, the majority of these games. And I, I, know, you, I know you watched tonight. And even, yeah. on a, even on a 4-2 game like that, there's some good takeaways from tonight. As you saw, the return of Luis Castillo, if you will. You know, I mean. Yeah, that's, that was on me. I, I, I got a little hyped up at the end of the third inning. And then, of course, he comes out in the fourth and gives up three runs. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the heat on that. That one's hand up. You know, sometimes you just got to hand up and own it. I'll hand up and own it, but 11 strikeouts in five innings. Are you kidding me? Well, eight through three. Yeah. That that's when I was like, I, Luis Castillo with the K. Right. Like, you know, it, it was good to see though. I mean, it, it did get him in the three run inning in the fourth, but it was good to see teams not squaring them up. Cause that's been the problem. You know, it, like Tucker Barnhart, at the end of his last start, his entire post-gamer was about, he's so close. And I'm looking at it and going, teams are hitting 350. He's not close. There's nothing close about it. Like, they're they're going up there and swinging with a boat oar. Now, <laughs> how, how much would you credit it to, and I brought this up before you joined the show, but how much would you credit it to the fact that it was above 75 degrees before the game started tonight? He clearly is a guy that pitches better in warm weather. I mean, that, that has been pretty clear throughout his career. Um, but at some point in time, you have to like that, that excuse can't continue to fly. Um, although at this point now it's, it's going to get warm. Like what we're hitting 80 tomorrow in Cincinnati and it's going to, it's going to ride that way for like the next, 10 days, according to my weather.com app. So, you know, that's a good sign for Castillo. If we're entering into what is uh, the time of year where he, you know, generally improves. Um, but he's put him in a bad spot. I, I don't, do you put him in a humidor? You put him in a sauna <laughs> when he comes off the field to make him feel like it's, it's 78 degrees. Like, I don't, I don't know what you do, but, him not getting it figured out for seven weeks has been a disaster for this team. I mean, and what do you do if you know that it's literally because of the weather? Right. What do you do with that? Do you just sit him for the first for two s- months of the season? No. Throw him in the bullpen? I, I don't know. I don't know what you would do with, with Luis Castillo to try and better the situation, I guess. We could ask the county for more I don't money know to either. close the stadium. I mean, a dome would probably help. I, I could see him, you know, being a fish, super efficient in a dome. I could. He, he might have to go to like L.A. or or Miami, Miami somewhere. Yeah. Just just find a way to only start him in places that you know you know it's going to be like seventy plus degrees when 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 the game starts. Because well, if he- not. Oof, that and, well, I mean, the thing you worry about with him too is like it, a lot of it's been just first inning, mm-hmm. like not being able to to be sharp right out of the gate, and ugh, like it, it, there's not much you can do in baseball when you're unless you're playing in Colorado every game. 
there's not much you can do when you know you're down three nothing, four nothing at the end of the first inning. It, it just makes life a nightmare. And this team is is poorly constructed. Let, let's be honest with ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They they are my city championship not whole team was better on defense than this team. <laughs> you never know when the ball is hit, like who's going to kick it. That stuff <laughs> last night. Oh my God. I was so mad. But like, like three literally easiest. Yeah. Three of the easiest balls right at you. And they just kick them or throw them, you know, six feet over the second baseman's head yep. or they're in a rundown and you let a guy score from third on a rundown between first and second. Like that's stuff that makes me want to take my iPad and you know that 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 gif of like the guy that picks up the keyboard and just start that's what I want to do in those situations because it's such you're you're making a lot of freaking money to not be that bad at the basics at the fundamentals. It's it's disheartening at, at best just because but I we mean knew like, it. well and that's what I was going to say is we when he's not spending money on bullpen and you're trading away, you know, Archie and or letting Archie go, letting Archie walk and trading away Iglesias and not filling any of those holes with anybody but literally stopgap guys. How how can you not mention what we saw tonight, Aaron? Do you know how mad I was today when I reminded myself that the San Francisco Giants signed Anthony DiSclefani mm-hmm. for one year, six million dollars. And that it, that's not that important at the back of your rotation that you I, couldn't have given that guy $6 million to come back here. I know that Castellini cries poor, yes. but the simple numbers are available on a Google search and not a single baseball team last year finished in the red, not one. And Castellini, I, he made 10 figures last year. But the problem is he's probably extended himself through COVID and having to pay for things that he was expecting to make more money. So, yeah, you didn't budget correctly for a pandemic. Well, here's the thing, Bob. No one did. But you still have to figure it out. And I don't think he did a very good job of that. Well, Lance McAllister makes this point all the time, and I'm going to give him credit for it because it's, it's perfect. We heard, we've heard for the past 15 months how much money they're losing, right? Mm-hmm. You know what we haven't heard for the past five years? How they're worth over a billion dollars now? H- how much money they're making while they were putting an absolute Correct. dog crap product on the field. Yes. Yeah. Never- <coughs> Excuse me. Never once, it, it gets me worked up. Never once did we hear, look, we're sorry we made. Uh, $14.7 million last year, and we put out a team that finished with 100 losses. That's well, on us. Our bad. We'll, 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 we'll get – no, we never heard that. We never heard – you never hear about the surplus. You right. always hear about, oh, no, this year this year didn't go well. We're, we're, we're really in trouble. Well, well, guess what? You saved for six years when you put a terrible product on the field. And, and and expected us to watch it. Well, and if you're worried about spending money, sell the team. You have right. it's worth over a billion dollars, and finding a buyer will not be terribly difficult. Right. I can't imagine. It's not. So it's not. if you're if you're not going to spend the money and you're just trying to rake the cash, 
it's a horrible business model for trying to put a championship product out there. And instead, we keep buying in. This is what's frustrating. They knew they needed a shortstop. Yes. They didn't get one. They let all of them walk. They knew that they traded Rysel Iglesias. They knew that they let Archie Bradley walk. They knew Trevor Bauer wasn't coming back. They knew Anthony DiScafani wasn't coming back. And they didn't do anything. The, the one guy they signed is the perfect uh, metaphor for, for, for what is going on here. Sean Doolittle. <laughs> they did as little as physically possible, as humanly possible. All of us looked at that roster and went, oh, that's gonna, that defense is going to be bad, bad, bad. And, and you know what you do to help fix your defense? You get a shortstop that can defend and at least shore up the middle of the infield, especially now with the shift, with everything that you're asking your shortstop to do. A lot of those problems can be solved with one key addition. And, and they undersold all of them or else they would have gotten one of those shortstops, right? If, if, if they really wanted one of those guys, if it was really a priority for this organization, they'd have figured out a way to go and get one. But they said, ah, that's that's too expensive. We can't we don't have that much money to spend. It was really tough. It was a COVID year. Well, that's one of the other things so, we talked about at the beginning of the year is they're not, the money they are making – like you said, they're not investing it back in players. They're they're investing it into the stadium as well. And I mean, I don't need a bar over in left field that doesn't even you can't even see the game from, uh, and just calling it a rooftop bar. I don't need all that. I, I want to watch a product on the field. I mean, yes, it's very nice to have all these things in the stadium, and and that way my wife will go and she'll have something to do. But you know, it's it's <laughs> well, that's why they do it, that's, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's why they do it. I don't get too upset with that, like because they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You should be making upgrades to your fan experience while also getting better players, while improving your team. That's true. You, you couldn't possibly have looked at what they did last year and thought this team's ready to compete for a championship. Well, and, and he- that team lost. Bauer, DiScafani, their closer. Like, you you can't possibly have – so what that tells us as fans, right, is we want to be – it's the Mike Brown thing, right? We want to be 500. Because if we're 500, we're interesting through August and September, and people are going to keep coming, especially in this division, because 86, 87 games is going to win this division. Nobody's really any good. So if you're on track for 81 wins – you're going to be three, four games out all through July, August, September. And, and, and that's the end goal, which is disgusting because the goal should be win 89, win 90, win 92. They're not, they're not, they're not there. I think it speaks to the ineptitude of the front office to, to run this organization as well, because I mean, you see, you know, small market teams like a Tampa Bay, like an Oakland do some fantastic things with a payroll that's not even where ours is currently at. And they can wheel, they can deal, and they can figure out, you know, how to shift the parts 
to make it work and put a winning product out there. But, you know, even with the Suarez, you know, experiment at shortstop, why the hell did they wait until like a week left in spring training to even start right, that? Right. When he came into camp, obviously knowing that he was going to be fighting for the shortstop position because he cut weight. Here's here's my problem, and, it, and it's right in line with what you're talking about, Aaron. What, a, what did teams like Tampa Bay and Oakland do exceptionally well? Draft and develop. There's always St. Louis has been the same way. That, that, that's why St. Louis has been in the playoffs for what, like 30 years straight? like 27 out of 30, whatever crazy it is, or been above high 500. They draft and develop. They have a philosophy. They plug guys into their philosophy, and those guys systematically move up and become guys under team control for three years on a rookie contract and then three years of arbitration. You get six years out of those guys, and then the next guy is ready. And and, and it just is a cycle – that keeps those teams relevant. That keeps those teams in the hunt. We just and... logged him. No, we don't. Sure, we do. At third who's, base, who's log... we... at okay, third base, okay. we we did log jam. You got one position. I'm talking about Vado goes down, right? And nobody they are they're scrambling desperately. Got to catch how in how in 13 years have you not developed a first baseman in your farm system? Not one. Right. The answer is Alex Blandino. Or Tucker like, or, or Stevenson. Or, or, yeah. Right. You know, India. Okay. Farmer. But farmer Blandino, like uh, Garcia is what? Two, probably two years away. There's some people at shortstop. There's some people who think he's two weeks away. Yeah, yeah. I'll say some people want to bring him up now. Well, be, oh, I, I, I'm not actually opposed to that because he would give you defense. He would improve the, reason, the defense for sure. The reason you What's can't bring him up now is because he needs two years of learning how to hit at the minor league level, I think. At, at least back. another year, probably two. But that's that's your one guy. Who else in the minor leagues right now above A ball? Do you really look at as a, as an offensive threat and think, here we go? Like, what have they done since Adam Dunn, Jay Bruce, and Joey Votto were 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 in the in the minor league system? That's what I was gonna say. Like, Winker used to be known for that. Yeah, yeah. Winker has, has been a big success. Awesome. But but guys, we went through six years of rebuilding, six years of being one of the worst teams in baseball. They got Jesse Winker out of it, and maybe Jonathan Hunter India. Green, maybe Sunzel Sen- Sen- in India. Well, Sunzel, your more your internet connection is more fragile than Nick Sunzel. <laughs> I was going to say that's, the same thing. That's that's super fair. <laughs> like the other day, he bruised his foot. He didn't even run into the wall. Like he stopped himself with his upper body. He, his foot didn't even like. I, I want to like Nick Senzel. What's his OPS right now? Six eighty. Sure. It's not good. Like, I, I think that's a lot of my frustration too. Is that like you know why you tank? You know why you are intentionally bad for a five six year period? To be good eventually. 
to stockpile talent. And none of the talent they have stockpiled is worth the crap. It's maddening. Like, look at look at what the Cubs did when the Cubs, you know, all of a sudden they've got Rizzo and Schwarber and, and and like they're they're loaded. And then they went and they got two or three guys in, in free agency and they're ready to win a World Series. He's six thirty eight right now, but I mean it's close enough. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, I overshot him. <laughs> I said so, I thought he was doing better. I thought six eighty. He missed was, a couple uh, games. Was good. So I know you talked about this on your show earlier today. As I did see that you had to rewrite your show earlier today, as the news of Joe Burrow being uh, declared a hundred percent ready for Week One. How much does that news really affect anything? Like, where, did that? Was that actually um, news to you? Because it, it didn't feel like news to me. I think everyone's been operating that he's going to be ready. I, was it just finally to get the stamp of approval that everybody felt so good about? I, I think more of anything, it's it, it's just calming the nerves of, of the fan base. Because it, like the timeline is tight. If you, if you do the math on how long, and they mentioned it in the article, yeah. like, you know, the no return to uh, you know regular activity for nine months. No return to live contact for nine months. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think there is some concern, or was some concern that like, how ready is he going to be game one, or is this going to be? Burrow comes has to come back like almost completely cold like week three week four and I talked on the radio and I'm sure you guys have covered this as well when the schedule came out it's pretty backloaded we haven't had a chance to talk a whole lot of schedule since it was released we had a uh, the kid from uh, Saturday Night yeah, okay, Live yeah. last week so you didn't have him talk Bengals schedule we we talked just more general. Bengals, uh, as because he was kind of given like memories. No, I'm, I'm, and... Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like uh, the the first six games, seven games are where this team has to make their head. Because if you get to week twelve and you're six and six, you're in trouble if you're this team. Because those those last. Seven five games. The seventeen is thrown. I'm so not used to seventeen. I like, hate it. Yeah, it's. I'm a traditionalist, so it, well. You know what's you know what's hilarious is about our brains, is we have mastered math to sixteen, because of the NFL. Yeah, well, we know ever like, like look. I know nine and seven is is a reality. I know ten and six. I know eleven and five. You know, I'm a Bengals fan, so I know four and twelve. Like. I, <laughs> I don't know the math on 17 yet. I, I, I'm not going to be very good at this whole, like trying to do the quick math in my head during radio shows and podcasts to 17. Cause I, I'm just not trained for 17 yet. It's just one of those awkward numbers anyway, in general. Right. It, it's, you know, it's a prime at that, that, that high up the chain. It's a prime number. Like <laughs> get out of here with 17, go to 18. So I can go back to doing normal math. Well, they had to, they're going to get to 18. You know that yeah, it's I only know. a matter of time before they get to 18, but they had to baby step yeah. it. 
that 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 third preseason game is is not long for this world. No, and, and they'll they'll be at eighteen before long, which is going to stink again because just when we start to finish finish figure <laughs> out the math to seventeen, we're gonna it's going to be eighteen. And that's going to piss me off too. <laughs> Good God! But As you so, know, it's all about me, Aaron. It's all about me. I, I think you you speak for for everyone at this point, though, in regards to seventeen. Like it's just not a natural number that every anyone wants to gravitate towards. I hate it. I had a CEO but once that tell was, me that if you want to remember something, you have to say it seventeen times. It's actually my number. My birthday is October seventeenth, and and seventeen is is was my number growing up. But it's a terrible number for number of games on a schedule. Absolutely. So real quick, am I in the minority of when I heard that today? And again, I know we've been assuming that he was going to play at the beginning of the season. I I think I'm in the minority of I I kind of don't want him to play at the beginning of the season. I kind of don't want to rush it. I don't want to you know fall into another Carson Palmer situation and I would almost be okay with letting who is it Brandon Allen is he the backup still currently yeah start maybe the first two or three games I don't know no no bad idea because well just because of what I said yeah if you start 0-3 or 1-2 good point you are fighting so far uphill with what this schedule looks like over the last six games seven games like you're just putting yourself in a situation where you're going to have to be you're going to have to be one of the best teams in the NFL to get back above water if you're treading water at, at you know game 12 game 13 so I, I get where you're coming from and I don't think like in theory you're wrong I, I just look at what this team is going to have to deal with and it's going to have to be starting fast is he frozen no he's no. not no, no okay. You just didn't. You didn't know. I was. <laughs> I was reading. Sorry. No, I was talking about Aaron. I was hoping he was. Oh, frozen. he could like, have been. That was a the, possibility. The, the new apartment has been kind of a pain in the butt because he he hasn't he hasn't blinked out nearly as often. No, we just have. Not, I don't think. I was just gonna say. I don't think maybe just the uh, when we had the the super fans on. I, I was like. My video froze, but my audio was still fine the entire time. I think that was about it. Yeah, the only issue we have now, like we said, was the uh, the taping of Fast and the Furious outside his window. How did that go? Did you go down and like get some autographs, or was The Rock there? Um, I don't know. I feel like Vin Diesel's been here since I moved in, apparently. So uh, they're not actually filming anything out there, but I swear to God. I, I, I'm aware. Well, I can't read your facial expressions right now because you're... <laughs> <laughs> You're ripping six. I was just wondering if the rock was there. Like, are you, uh, are you like, did you get to go downstairs and like climb up on somebody's car and give the, you know, if you smell what the rock is cooking, like that would be awesome. I just wonder which throwback rappers they're going to bring back in the, uh, in the next installments. As I feel like they, they keep trickling. If you go back and rewatch the series, you know, they had, um, Ja Rule was in the first one, then they resurrected. Ludacris's career, Tyrese doing whatever it is that Tyrese does. I'm still not was, sure what his character's was, point is. I was gonna, I was gonna make a bad joke, but I'm not going to. Okay. I, I was gonna say DMX is out. Yeah, it's true. He yeah. is. But that wouldn't be cool, so I'm not gonna do it. I thought you were gonna push uh, something about like we're hoping to see Andre or, or Big Boy. 
in the next installment. I mean, I could see Andre three. I mean, he's done a bunch of acting. So yeah, I, I could see, I could see Andre three thousand popping up in a Fast and Furious movie. We could bring Four Brothers is his best movie though, right? Yes. Yeah, probably for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Four Brothers is really good. What were you gonna say, Ed? Um, I'll say we could bring Little Bow Wow back. Because he well, was in Tokyo. They used to Drift. call him Little Bow Wow. No, he's now he's Big Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Sorry, <laughs> I forgot. That's like when I went. Rest in peace, Shock G. I went to see Digital Underground uh, in like it was like early 2000, 2002, 2003, 2004 at Sycamore Gardens. And the opening act was Young MC, but he was more like, you know, middle aged MC at the time. So the act, did, the, 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 the set didn't sell quite like it used to when, when he was Young MC, when he's up there with like, get some gray coming in. <laughs> this doesn't work with your, your content, bro. <laughs> so as we are, I think done at this point with reds and Bengals, unless you have anything else, reds or Bengals, Ed, I have nothing else. I do want to ask you, Chad, what are you more excited about covering? And, and maybe, maybe it's two different answers covering and watching as we approach the next football season and the next basketball season because i find myself thinking about this probably entirely too much but i don't know which one i'm more excited to like just digest and take in it has to be football like i i know the 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 hipster answer will be basketball because you want to see like what west miller looks like uh, as a coach you want to start to get a mm -hmm. feel for the West Miller era here in Cincinnati, I get all of that, and I and I'm excited to see all of that too. But this has a chance to be the single, without question, without doubt. If this team goes undefeated through the regular season and wins at Indiana and at Notre Dame, we've never seen anything remotely close to this as a as a fan of the UC football program as a, as a outlet that, that covers the, you know, we've been there for the rise of the UC football program. Right. I, I, it has to be football, right? You're talking three, four guys that are going to be taken in the first two rounds. It, they haven't had a first round draft pick in 50 years Jeez. at UC 50 years. We've got three guys that depending on where you look are being talked about as legit, first round potential guys they go undefeated Don't, two or two or three of those guys are going to be selected on the first night of the draft that's that's something we've never experienced that that's something we've never seen and you have a coach that loves it here and you have a coach that has built a, a culture and and more than anything has built a a oneness with the city like Cincinnati is eating up Luke Fickle because yeah. he has become one of us. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't want it to get lost in the, the shuffle that this is something that, that has to be like savored and cherished. Like you've got to go into this season all in on savoring every moment of this UC football team, because the, what he has built is incredible the kids he has done it with are are phenomenal kids, and it's a lot of fun. Like we're gonna people don't people don't realize it yet. 
we're going to miss Desmond Ritter. For yep. as much crap as Desmond how, Ritter has taken. How far we've come. Yeah. Right. We're going to miss Desmond Ritter. We're going to miss the constant energy and enthusiasm of MyJ Sanders. But we're going to miss having a guy on the outside that you cannot complete a pass on. <laughs> Ahmad Gardner. And, and a guy on the other side that's really good as well in Kobe Bryant. And and a dominant defensive line and 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 real legit talent at wide receiver and running back and tight end. You know, this is going to be special. I, I am really excited to see what year one of Wes Miller looks like. But I I I am over my heels excited to get to higher ground and to get this football team, this football 2021 season rolling because it has the chance to be something unlike anything, you know, UC fans have, have ever experienced. Not to mention. Did I win it, you over? Yes. Because I was going to say there's two <laughs> separate ones, but no, you got me. And not to mention, we, we're going to be able to pack Nip again, which is, I mean, you, you add that on top of all of those great things you just said. It's just going to be energy. It, it's It was so sad. Like, the whole reason... Um, I've been doing this a long time now and I've probably been in the press box for four games that I've covered because I just, I've never been able to pass up being on the field for the energy and the passion that is Nippert stadium during a game. And I, 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 it was so sad to like be down there. Like I would get like, you go back to like the UCF game. Um, you know, Friday night in the nip and, and you get all the, 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 the energy and like, it gets you emotional when you're standing down there on the field and you're just in the center of all of that, like, like just pure raw energy. And I mean, it, it's to have been standing there like the first game of the year when there was, you know, they hadn't at the time at the beginning, I think there were only allowed four tickets per student athlete, and that was it. And then as the season went on, then the band and the cheer and dance, they got their families in, and they upped the number of tickets that the team could have. So, that, you know, by games three and four, there was a li- at least a little bit of something. But those first two games, like, you just felt awful for those kids because this isn't what they signed up right. for. They signed up to be a part of a major college football program with like, like real, real, like impact of yeah. the stadium of, of the fan base, like the, a, a, a tangible, you know, momentum, and 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 it was just nothing, and, and you just felt empty because like, you, like walking into campus to check in and get your you know to go through and get your bags checked and all that stuff. To see nobody on campus, to see nobody at the grid, to like, to just feel none of the 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 passion that is college football that UC has done a really good job over the past fifteen years, like going from nothing to something, right? And then to have that taken away, like walking from your car, and you're one of like three people leaving the parking garage. It was almost heartbreaking. Like it, it, you just felt awful. Well, and you were at the spring game where they had, you know, minimum yeah. uh, fan fans in, as was I. But I don't have anything to compare it to because I wasn't at any games live. So was that honestly like 
more of a, a game type feel than any of the actual games you covered last season? Outside of you know the the AAC championship had right some yeah. some feel to it, um, but other than that, yeah, like the, there was there was just nothing that was close. It was it was depressing. Like it it really was genuinely depressing that you just didn't feel that like Energy. you get adrenaline. Yeah, even as even as somebody covering the game, you feel that like that that surge. Yeah, yeah when like I've never maybe the best moment I've seen at Nippert Stadium is when Sauce breaks on that ball against UCF and takes it in for a pick six and that place just exploded like that that's one of those things like you have trouble sleeping that night like you're up for an extra four hours because you just you had that surge of like you saw something special you saw a moment right and not only did we we didn't realize it was just a at the time we thought it was just a moment in that game. It was a moment that created a star. Yeah, yeah. Because from there forward, Ahmad Gardner went from you know a one A one B to this is our guy, and and you can't com- you know you can't complete a pass on him. Like seeing stuff like that, it, it just isn't the same when you don't have that that passion of the crowd and the passion of Nippert there behind it. Well, I too am super excited to get back into Nippert. I did see uh, pictures of them installing the new field today. today. Yep. So, uh, did we did we actually say when that that was going to be done when we were talking about it last night? I can't recall if there was like a. It's going to be. We, we we talked about it. It's going to be just you know they're they're they've got some leeway. It'll it'll lead right up to the season because of they don't need it for camp. Okay. Uh, because they get a chance to go to higher ground. There's not like a the, – the rush would have been to get it done for football camps uh, coming up starting in June, but that's not going to happen. So, you know, they're going to have to use Shakely and they're going to have to use, um, you know, the soccer field and they're going to have to use the, the – the whatever the name of the, pl- the little field is right outside of Fifth Third Arena behind the baseball stadium. Right. Um, they're going to have to use all those to, uh, to ho- those camps and stuff in the summer, but that's, you know, that's, that's not bad one. And two, uh, I don't have to walk up and down the steps at Nippert the entire month of June. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, your back. Thanks you as well. <laughs> yes. Those steps are brutal. I know. I got to hear you complaining about <coughs> them the whole time up and people go out there and well, just run them for at- fun. Those are the craziest people on the planet. <laughs> I offered to take your bag for you. I knew you were having back spasms that weekend. I toughed, I toughed it out. Did, did I not? You did. I'm not taking that away from you. I might have complained a little bit, but I toughed it out. I offered to take your bag. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, don't have a mull- I don't have a mullet, but you, know. <laughs> you have less hair now than any time I've known you. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I've had this thought, and I, I don't know what my wife thinks. She's she's hanging out around here somewhere. I kind of like it. I think like, it's I a good really look liked, for you. I like the 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 nice the nice long flowing hair. Uh, it looked good on TV, but uh, I this is low maintenance. Like I just need a little a little dollop of shampoo to to wash it and conditioner. Like. That I, I'm not having to care for the hair nearly as much. 
I, I got a feeling when it gets back to like I, my thought process initially was I'm just I take it down once and uh, and grow it back. Yeah. But when it gets to that like bushy stage here in like three weeks, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm going to have the patience to wait it out. I'm probably just going <laughs> to well, buzz it all off again. You notice who else never replaced his quaff once he cut it is Marty, Marty Brennan. Sure. Yeah. So. There's something to this short hair, Chad. If my As wife somebody was so who, much easier. somebody who rocks it. If my wife would not divorce me, I would just shave my head, to be honest with you. So I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody oh, when I was doing, you're it. doing it. I, I just did it. So then when I was done, I called up my daughter and my daughter almost had a heart attack. And she <laughs> ran she immediately ran downstairs to my wife to tell on me. <laughs> oh, you gotta Oh, snitches man. get snitches, Chad. I know, right? Well, the beauty of it was she's got a like an over exaggeration problem, so she made it sound like I had like took taken the bick to it and like like straight down completely eliminate. Right. So by the time my wife walked down to the bottom of the steps and saw, she was like, "He's got hair. Like it's fine." So I think my daughter over exaggerating saved me as opposed to like if my wife had come upstairs and just seen me in the middle of like, um, (laughs) so, uh, but I I tell you what, it's so much easier. It's so much more like convenient. Yeah. I like it. So what are your plans with this new podcast? uh, This, this video vlog blog. What, what what are the kids calling it these days? The YouTube. It's a, it's a, it'll be a vlog. It'll be a vlog on YouTube. We'll, it, so I, you know, I've I, I've done a lot over the past over quarantine, helping out like you know small independent right. local businesses, um, and, and you get to see like how much that impacts those places, um, and it kind of like it gets in you and it's kind of contagious. And and I've been a food guy for a long time, clearly, um, so. I, I just wanted to kind of like combine those two things and, and have some fun with it and go out and, and hit up a bunch of the mom and pop spots around the city and, and give people uh, an outlet to like, the funny thing is it started with this place called La Torta Loca. Dude, uh, I, over in, I Google imaged that place today because you and Brady were talking buddy. about it so much and Christ, those, <laughs> what is the Arepas? I, I the arepas are awesome. I do the tortas. The tortas just are the sandwiches. Tortas? Is that okay? I I don't. I'm just looking at the menu. I don't know what any. There's no like picture with the menu. You're just yeah. kind of piecing things together. But, whew, those sandwiches the, look fantastic. They are unbelievable. Dan Horde has them as his number one sandwich in the city of Cincinnati and Greater Cincinnati. That's he's his number one, and he he's got a good palate. Like Dan Dan knows good food. Um, so like. You, you, I would recommend it, and then you would get people that would be like hit you up on Twitter. Um, I would just take a picture when I went there and be like, back at La Torta Loca, and then like <laughs> randomly, like a month later, somebody would be like, Chad, I went to La Torta Loca today, and holy crap! And it's like that, that you know, you're helping a place out, you're helping a, a place that's doing good work and making good food. Um, I want so you to I take to- in. I want you to take in Ed's face as he's clearly Google imaging this place right now. Sandwiches the side of my head. His mouth didn't shut for a good solid minute and a half just now as you were talking. But that sandwich is the size of my head, like, and I got a big head. Ed, 
Ed, I can only eat half of a sandwich at a time. That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't think I'll be eating I, all that. It is. I, I, I get what's called the pepito. The, the pepito is steak, chicken, bacon, <laughs> okay. cheese, sauce, and bread. And it is delicious. so delicious. Oh, it's so good. And there's so much, like, so much food. Um, but, like, I, I you know, I, so I wanted to, like, create a way to kind of go out and, and, and use the community that we've got and let everybody know. Like, I, I'm going to be really big on, like, people suggesting places to me in their neighborhoods. Um, right. I, I think one of my ideas is, like, I want to do this depending on the BCJ schedule because it, it can be, this beat can be a little crazy, just a little crazy from time to time, but I'd like to do one a week. Um, my, like one of my like early plans is, Hey, let's hit up, let's, let's pick a neighborhood and then have people give me their idea for what we should do in that neighborhood. Uh, and then go eat it and find a way to just give people all the different little spots around town because you know, you know what's in your neighborhood, right? But there might be something that's like that's a true. ten minute car ride away that you've never had. I, I was looking at the there was a an Indian place that has the 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 shmarma, shawarma, which I don't know if you know what those are, but it's the like where you, it's these giant um, stacks of meat. It's like a a, a oh, giant a uh, like a on land. a sword, yeah. And then you, and then the, the 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 heater thing that looks like something that people used to heat their house with, and it just turns, and the meat cooks, and then you slice it off. Like somebody sent me one of those, and I was like, "Oh, I love shawarma." So have you <laughs> ever been, have you ever been to Sebastian's over on the west side? I have not. That has came up a couple times. You mentioned it, and a couple other people have mentioned it. Yeah, I mentioned it. it last night. It's uh, it's Greek. It's cash only, and their first no, generation. Those are the best places. Their first generation Greek, like. Once uh, the the guy who makes all the food is gone, I don't know if they continue or not. But it, they have you know a rack of, of lamb or whatever the the big meat on a gyros, on yeah. a sword is that you have to just shave off to to make your yeah. gyros and stuff. So yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of thing that I'm looking to do. Is like, I, I the problem I'm having right now is. Like I'm gonna if, if Kelsey's gonna be my host, we co-host, we, we've got to do some training there. Uh, <laughs> Broaden her palate. She, no, she wants to dunk on people. She wants to be like, "This stinks." I don't like. Oh this. no! <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right like, about that because my my wife did uh with the city of Cincinnati. She did the sea change thing a few years ago, and they went to a bunch of different restaurants. And she went to Sammy's over in Blue Ash, the burger joint. No yeah. clue the place was there, and they have the like I don't say the best burgers, but they got some some damn good burgers over there. Yeah, I mean, I think you can just find so many cool places, and I, you know, we've gotten to the point now that like we've built such a huge community with Bearcat Journal that I never really anticipated that it would explode like it has. But now that it has, let's do some cool yeah, stuff with it. You know, I think that's one of the cool things we're discovering, like as the internet evolves. As, as like brands become a thing, as personal brands become a thing. Like I'm a, I watch Twitch every night yeah. and, and watch these guys that have built 
you know, there's guys that like one of the main guys I watch, and I don't know if you guys pay much attention to like Twitch and, and how that stuff works. There's a guy named Summit, 1G, that has been grinding for like 10, 12 years and has like play he's been a professional gamer and i think his big like when he his claim to fame was he was on counter strike and was like a, a competitive tournament counter strike player but now he you know he jumps around and does like uh grand theft auto rp if you've never watched grand theft auto rp that is some of the funniest stuff like it's better than watching tv because it's <laughs> it, it, well what they it, what it's become is it's 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 grand theft auto that's been modded completely yep. And you have to assume the role of a character and you create this character and you make it your own. And there's been, there's a lot of voice actors that have kind of like gone down this medium. Um, and they build these communities of like it, summits got, if you, if you know how Twitch works, like you can follow somebody and that's free hmm. or you, you can subscribe to them and you can use your Twitch prime account or you can, it costs like five bucks a month to subscribe to them. They get so three dollars like, and it's like OnlyFans, kind of. Yeah, well, but no, there's a price for OnlyFans. Like you know, so, uh, there's a set up front there, monthly price. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no Twitch, there's no uh, Amazon Prime uh, substitute for your OnlyFans account. <laughs> Thanks for putting in the terms I could understand. <laughs> yeah. But 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 Summit's got fifty thousand subscribers. He makes three dollars and fifty cents a month off of every subscriber. Think about that. Do the math. He's making one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a month to play video just games. on just to, to play video games, uh, and, and 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 that's not counting like you know the the advertising he does, like the the the, the sponsored streams, and I think he's Product got a thing with G, G Fuel, right? Like and and the the hits on his YouTube channel and monetizing Facebook and like, but but behind that, these guys create these great communities. And there's a guy, Doctor Lupo, and I'm I'm getting really nerdy on this, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but Lupo every year does a thing for St. Jude's, and his stream has grown so much, and he's built such a community. Last Christmas, they raised two million dollars in a day in 24 hours for St. Jude's. Wow! And to me, that stuff is just so powerful. Like the the where we've gotten, the ability that we've gotten to like. To, to do good, to build these communities and, and build a product that people want and, and, and to see like, what are the other directions that we can use to do this stuff? And that's kind of like where this food thing is like coming from in my mind is as long as I can get my daughter not to shit on every, every place that we go to, um, <laughs> like, we can help out. Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say something's good if it's not, but like, we can point these places out. Hey, like, go check this place out. This place, <laughs> it might not be in your neighborhood, but it's it's eight minutes away. Get in your car, take your family, right? Like, like, go get some food and and support some people. This has always been my stance on like local mom and pop like food places. <clears throat> Tell everyone you know if you like it. Yeah, because that's the only way that they're gonna stay. That's the only way that they're gonna survive and be open. Is if you let everybody you know. Like this place has good food. You guys need to go eat there, and, and you do everything you can to help them build that base. I think this is just another way, you know, to to expand on that and and do some good things in the community uh, here in Cincinnati, which I think 
from what we've seen in, in the crosstown tip off and yep. we did the thing with Mio's where we fed you know thousands and thousands of hospital workers uh during the beginning of the pandemic people want to do like people want to do the right thing in this town yep. and if there's a place that serves good food that's a mom and pop place that's locally owned that has a good story and has has good food on the menu and a, and a good atmosphere people want to know where those places are so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw my hat in the ring and see if i can and bring some of that to uh to the youtubes brendel's bites b-i-t-e-s not b-y-t-e-s like the article i've been writing for uh for 10 years but brendel's bites uh you can find us on youtube there we don't have a video up yet but we're getting there now as we start wrapping this whole show up um I know you've talked about it a couple times since you've been here tonight. Uh, and I know the conversations that we've had um, off air. Um, and so I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but you've talked about the growth of Bearcat Journal. And so yeah. what kind of growth have you seen over the course of the, the way that the last year has kind of developed with the, you know, the, the football program taking off and the basketball program taking off? And what are your future plans for the website? I can't get into that last part yet. That's yeah. that's a ways off, but there are plans. We are we are we have plans. Um, the growth has been unbelievable, and, and I've talked to a couple people about this. I think we're getting to a point where I used to hear all the time, like I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying for information on the internet, and that was a real thing we had to fight for like a decade. Mm -hmm. You know, because everybody got everything in one little bundle. You got your cable in one little bundle. You got your phone in one little bundle. Like. That's how that's how everything happened um, prior to maybe what two, three years ago. Yeah. And now everything has become as everything is becoming a la carte, it has become normalized. And you know, it, it's it's been something that UC fans have really responded to in a in a in a manner that I never thought was gonna happen. I I I've told this many times on Bearcat Journal. We, it took us 10 years to get to 500 members. And we could never get over the hump. We'd get, you know, 475, 480. We couldn't fight to over 500 members. And since I took over in sixteen in 2016 when Tim Adams retired, um, we were at like four. I, I remember looking the day Tim retired. It was 483 members. And we're about to hit 1,500. And, you know, so, so it took us 10 years to get to 500. And we've added a thousand almost in the in the five years since. So, and I, you know, I'd love to like sit here and puff my chest and be like, I'm the re like, <laughs> come on, come on. But I think the real reason is this is normalized now. Yeah. Paying for if you provide a good service, if you do good work, and and look, some yes, I I grind and, and bust my ass every day. But we've got an awesome team, as Aaron will tell you. Like since he's been able to join with Brent, with Dave, with with Brett, with Carrie, with you know Brian Baker, our photographer, and Jeff Gentle doing baseball. Like we have an awesome team that provides content, and people are. It's just been normalized now that that's okay. Yeah. Like it, it, it's the right thing to do to support content creators that are working hard and providing good content. And this city has been so starved for it when it comes to UC coverage. You guys know the Enquirer has sucked for our entire lives covering UC. Another example. Didn't today. know if you were going to actually say it, That's but another example today. I'll say it. 
I'll say yeah, it. I don't I, care. What was, what was Doc doing today? I, I don't follow him. I don't read him. I don't give him clicks. I'm, I'm over it. I didn't click on it either, but he was supporting... He, like, had an article today that he was just raging about firing a coach for giving a, money to a kid going through COVID mental issues. It's over. It like, ended five weeks ago, fellas, six weeks ago. It's over. Let it go. Yep. Let it go. Let it go. I've got I've got a ten year old daughter. Like I, you think I haven't watched Frozen a time or two? Let I just go. don't. I just don't know what, what you guys doing. doing. You're embarrassing yourself. You're making yourself look like a clown. What are you doing? Yeah, Guess man. what? John Brandon's not giving you any money to cape up for him. No. Right. That's like I'll go into Tommy Mars. Just just let it go. Let it let it go off into the distance and fade away. Who possibly has a look new forward? After today. Keep it moving. What's that? Who possibly has a new client after today? Yeah, <laughs> boy, that one's that one's interesting, isn't it? Not we're not done with this story, right? You you know, Dino Gaudio was an assistant at X and mm-hmm. recruited Chris Mack to Xavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be some uh, and, that, and 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 now he's trying to extort the program. For 17 months pay. And look, like, 17 months pay for us, uh, eh, you know, mm. Dino Gaudio was probably making $600,000 a year. 17 months pay is like three quarters to like $800,000. Yep. You give me my eight hundred k or I'm telling on your asses for, I, I don't even know. It didn't even make sense what he what what he was going to turn him in for. Which is why we were not hearing the whole story. There's yeah, no yeah, yeah. way that yeah. that's the whole story. Yeah, that's the cover up. What I want to know is what is um, what is illegal, quote unquote, about what can't you put in recruiting videos that the NCAA is like, oh no no no, it's Louisville, so we might have a good like they 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 just put some stripper videos in there just like to remind them of what's going to happen when when <laughs> when the kid gets to campus. With the Adidas logo in the corner, and right. you know, they, they start off in tracksuits. <laughs> no big deal. It's outstanding. It's outstanding. <laughs> so, you know, I, we can't thank you enough for, for bailing us out on... We haven't done a, a podcast with just the two of us in so long. Um, we really we should have talked it over first. We were trying, and uh, you, you you added a, a whole different element, so we we definitely do appreciate you. Absolutely, Ed well, thought you crazy. were talking about. I thought you were talking about playing third base. Third base I know. I know. <laughs> the, the the funny thing is, like we 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 really haven't done this. Like you've no? been working for me now for seven months, eight months since September, August, September, yeah. yeah. And I like we've we've interacted back and forth. Ed and I interact back and forth on Twitter the entire time. You guys have just never like extended a formal invite, so I invited myself. Screw it. Oh, I've okay. Did you? Did no, you I didn't. I didn't invite. I I said to Aaron a couple times like, hey, maybe you should just ask Chad if he was going. Chad's probably busy. All right, that's cool. I mean, depending on when that question was asked, that's a good point. He was. Pre- I mean, the past the past three or four months have been really busy. crazy. Ed. Really busy. <laughs> tonight, tonight kind of worked out. I don't. I don't have much to, to do tomorrow, and 
I was in a talkative mood. I have to radio for three hours. So that's the other thing. You fill in so much for Mo or, or Lance or whatever, you know, I couldn't just be like, Hey, you know, you just got done doing three hours of radio and we did our podcast last night. And why don't you just hop on with me? Yeah. Come do another hour and 30 minutes. It was a, it was a courtesy thing. Aaron, when have you ever known me not to want to talk? It's that's, that's a fair statement as well. (laughs) Two o'clock in the morning. No, I didn't call him this morning, Ed. No, two o'clock in the morning. Oh, I mean, that's that's the only time that he doesn't want to talk. I mean, normally I'm okay. It was just a mo- the, like I had to, to do stuff the next morning. I didn't and mean to even call. That. I didn't even mean to call. I hung up immediately. Like that wasn't a. <laughs> I, I have called you late before and wanted to talk. That wasn't one of those. Normally I'm okay. I don't sleep. Like uh, you, it, it's it's pretty obvious based on my Twitter account. I'm a terrible sleeper. Uh, I get very little of it. But yeah, the I, we had it was the spring game, wasn't it? We had the spring game the next day. It was. Does he send you I a text first? Like, hey, are you up? Like, so, if he really actually wants to talk, yeah. But that time he was, I guess, trying to call like Chrissy or Christine or. Somebody in his phone list close to CH. No, it was and you were at the you were at the top of my like in my call log, and I was going into my call log to call somebody, and I hit I fat thumbed it. <laughs> I usually get the text, "Are you up?" or he'll stalk my Twitter and see if I've if I've tweeted in a little while. Use I mean, I, 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 Mo is a guy that Mo's like me. Mo doesn't sleep, so a lot of you know Mo will get that text from me pretty frequently like uh you up hey what's up <laughs> and usually he is there are times though he'll hit me the next morning and be like bro i, I actually like slept last night i'm like what's that what's that called how, how what, that work? what do you what do you mean you actually slept last night that is against <laughs> the rules it's not what we do <laughs> Well, again, we, we thank you for coming on with us tonight and, and saving the uh, the podcast. I don't know what it would have been if it had just been Ed and I. It may have been you know, 35, 40 minutes of us getting our, our quick takes out and, and the end of it. But you made a show well, of it, so we do appreciate it. Glad to join and, and always fun to, to talk some, some Cincinnati sports. I, I, I like the biggest difference for me here is I get so pigeonholed that I can only talk UC. Right, and, and I like I like talking Reds and Bengals. Like you guys are more likely to get me if you're like, "Hey, you want to go do a show where we we talk like ten minutes of UC and then like all the other stuff going?" Oh, we we didn't even get to hit on my FC Cincinnati takes. We don't know anything I, about soccer. I don't. Either. Well, I mean, I know a lot about <laughs> soccer. Uh, I don't know much about FC Cincinnati because I those. Well, maybe next time. We tried. We tried super hard for like a year to understand soccer. And then Aaron just trying to read the names off was, I mean, enough of a struggle. So I, and I wasn't going to repeat them at all. So we kind of gave up on the soccer thing. That's fair. I, I didn't have a lot of good experiences with the FC people when they were at Nippert. So Shocker. maybe I'll give, yeah. maybe I'll give them a, a, a try now that they've, they've moved out of my house. <laughs> And then, you know, moved into their own place. They're, they're not freeloading anymore. So I won't have to deal with uh, some of the crap that I saw them uh, put UC through. Or the uh, lines on the field. It'll be nice not having soccer lines yes. on the field. That, that, is, that is accurate. You are correct, sir. Yes, you are correct, sir. Well, that was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. 
Chad, thank you again for joining us. We do appreciate it. For Ed Mayhall, I am Aaron Smith, and we hope you enjoyed uh, what was a very impromptu guest. <laughs> enjoyable. So thanks again, enjoyable. Chad. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Soon. We'll do it again.